You're listening to the Northfield Radio Program, where faith, family, and culture all collide with the biblical worldview. There is a war that's raging for the hearts and the minds and the spirits of men and women. And you and I, as Christians, are on the forefront of that battle. The question is, what will you do? To find out more about the Northfield Radio Program and Caleb Gordon, go to www.calebgordon.com. All right, so on today's program, I have my friend Zach Costello in the studio with me, and we are going to be talking about the Word of Faith movement. We're going to be talking about uh, the charismatic church, the as John MacArthur calls it, the strange fire movement. Um, I, I posted, this is all sort of kind of generated, I've had multiple people ask questions about this. I posted a poster, which I have right here in my fingers multiple people from your congregation i'm assuming well i not just my congregation no not even really from my congregation mm. there's been people that have been uh, just in, in general in general in the in the world have ta- asked me as have asked my wife have asked multiple people you know they've asked about this poster that i posted it says don't get your theology from these false teachers, avoid them. And then it gives the text Ephesians 5.11, Romans 16.17-18, 2 Peter 2.1-3, Galatians 6, I'm sorry, Galatians 1.6-9. And then it, um, underneath of it, it's a picture of all of these teachers from Mike Bickle, Andy Stanley, John Hagee, Joyce Myers. I'm just like, as I see them, Beth Moore, Rod Parsley. I remember Rod Parsley always had a bridge. When I was a yep. kid, I used to watch this stuff, and yep. Rod Parsley used oh, to have I, that I giant bridge as as well. yep. in his sanctuary. Yeah. Uh, Bill Johnson. And he's got that voice, doesn't he? Oh, dude. That, that radio voice, you know? Radio. Are you going to your phone right now? Are you going? You Are you pick going? up your phone. Are you going to your phone? You picking it up? There's always a certain send that scene. always a sense of agent uh, urgency. urgency, isn't send there? Send that send you that scene before you can think for just a moment and use your common sense to think. Wait a second, what am I doing? Yeah, I just <laughs> I'm ju- and 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 you can see sort of, kind of it says has Jim Baker in one. He was sort of, kind of the grandfather. Uh, one of them, one anyway, of them, yeah. anyways, of of this, uh, at least the modern TV. Mm-hmm. He, now he especially selling stuff. Oh, dude, he's in Branson TV. now, I guess, and he's selling. He's been in prison. I know. You know that. I do. And he just got he out just a got while out back, and, get and right he's back in. on TV again. And he's in. The, he's down in Branson, <laughs> and in Branson, he's selling life because we're all gonna die. The yeah. apocalypse is Don't on worry. its way. Apocalyptic buckets. Always, yeah. The apocalyptic the bucket is buy your bucket here. now, people. Which I mean. Hey, I get it. We got the COVID going on now, but I mean that'd be maybe nice to have a bucket of it. But good grief, <laughs> I just and oh Jesse Duplantis, Jesse Duplantis. Oh Jesse, yes. the first time I, I like he's the funny mis- to listen to, the Mister, uh, the Mister Convers- conversations with God Himself. He's a funny. I he mean, he's funny. A lot of direct conversations. But with he's a God. heretic. He is. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm rambling, but here's the whole point. Um, I posted this picture on my social media page, and I had a lot of people, like I don't know, there's a ton of comments. Some mm-hmm. were in favor, and some were against. Some were saying, you know, how dare you. Oh, not yeah. d- not directly like meanly, but it was yeah. it was. Thankfully, it, the vast majority were in agreement with you. <laughs> true, most <laughs> were agreeing, but there was a few. I saw the post. Th- there was a few that were were concerned, and so I wanted to talk about today just the word of faith movement, the charismatic movement, and 
Prosperity Gospel. Prosperity Gospital. Name it and claim it. Gospel. Gospital. gospel. <laughs> You're going to need a hospital gonna if you spend too much time in this movement. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> it, it's just, it's concerning to me that I see so much uh, people just buy into it. And there's thousands and thousands and thousands and maybe millions that watch online, on TV. These people's churches are packed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, immediately people, well, Caleb, why would you want to go after these people? Because they're, I mean, they're doing good things. They're nice people. They're doing positive things. They're not out killing mm-hmm. folks. They're not out raping and pillaging, but they're, you know. Define positive. <clears throat> yeah. Tell me what you think you mean when you say that would be my, my first question, you know. Um, I mean, my goodness, you, you can make all those claims you want, like they're nice people. Or they're they're doing nice things. Or well, so many people are following them; they can't be wrong, right? The the whole uh, argument from numbers mm-hmm. type thing. Look at Joel Osteen's church. Uh, well, it's so successful; actually, it must be of God. I actually drove by his church when I was in Houston not too long ago. Mm-hmm. That place is ridiculous. A behemoth. It's yeah. so big. It is massive. Yep. Oh my goodness! And I literally, I, I, I couldn't ever, get over far enough. You ever seen uh, TD Jakes' The Potter's House? Mm-mm. Have you seen that place? No, it's in Dallas, right? Um, I think it's in Dallas. I think so. I, I think I've so. heard it. I yeah. mean, just the the videos that I've seen inside the building are humongous. Oh, it's massive. Yeah, absolutely humongous. And so yeah. I just, <clears throat> how do we, how do we, as the church, because they use a lot of the same kind of language. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of the same kind of language. Like they'll say, "We believe in grace through faith. We believe that the gospel is the, is grace through faith," and, and so they use a lot of these same sounding terminology as some of us in you know a more reformed line of thinking. Right. And and yeah. and so they use this terminology, but when you really dig into their theology and you listen to them. Some of the things that they say really cause me consternation. Yeah. When you start, it's more than just what they say about... You you have to examine deeper more than just what they say, well, this is what we believe uh, about the gospel. The gospel is, yeah, you are saved by faith in Christ, you know, you're saved by grace through faith, blah, blah, blah. You have to listen to much, much more than that because the doctrines that they teach are much, um, much more detailed than that, much greater than that. That's a very small, I'll put it this way. The, the true biblical, historic Christian gospel is a very, very small picture um, in a vastly larger album (laughs) of of pictures that they have kind of conglomerated together they've copy and pasted all these different um belief systems from things like ancient gnosticism you have hints of arianism uh not like white power arians arianism (laughs) a-r-i-a-n arianism you have hints of new thought and new age we'll talk about that um there are there's a whole host of these beliefs, an amalgamation of things that they are, so to speak, copy and pasting together mm-hmm. 
that are hodgepodge. very hodgepodge, and it's a mishmash of beliefs mm -hmm. that I'm just going to tell you straight up, folks, you are not going to find in Scripture. You will not find it. That is, unless you blatantly twist the Scriptures. So here's, I, I want to so. start with a different, or I want to go a different direction just for a second, then we'll jump back in this. Yeah. I want your story for just a minute. You sort of kind of grew up in this. A little bit, yeah, yeah, uh, some of it. I uh, not, I mean, not you weren't neck deep in it, but you were a part of this, and you were a part of a, I mean, a big church here in town that that brings in folks from like Church on the Move, very mm -hmm. big Word of Faith type folks. They bring them in, they have them stand yep. on the stage. And yep, you have Church on the Move. You have people uh, such as the Doherty's mm -hmm. from uh, the Maybe Center, yeah. uh, Victory Church. Victory Church. You even have participation in events from people like the likes of Joel Osteen. Um, but even even before that, really, my exposure to this stuff began in childhood. Um, I was exposed to it at home, um, and and that's not meant to be uh, an attack or a slight against uh, either of my parents or anything like that. But I was exposed to it a lot, not only at home, because you know a lot of people just aren't aware yeah. of what's really being taught. If they're not truly digging into it, if they're not comparing every word that these people say to the truth of Scripture, they may not understand that, hey, that's not what Scripture says, or whoa, that doesn't really line up with Scripture. Yeah. So how did it, what happened to you to sort of kind of pull you out of that big church that you were in? that mm -hmm. um, that's sort of kind of that movement you were you were a part of how did what changed uh, well to, to I'll get to that let me backtrack okay. just a little bit but more as a as, as a child and as a teenager um, I was exposed to a lot of this in various settings not only in the 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 church that I was in at the time um, it was Wesleyan Church and again I don't um, I don't directly fault the the pastors there they may not have been aware of all the things that these people teach but i was exposed to people coming in and and doing uh so-called revivals uh one guy came in was literally what i would call like a benny hinn really impersonator really <laughs> um that's the best way i can describe it that gig's awesome I mean, i'm he, gonna try it yeah too. i mean he was doing the whole yelling and screaming thing he was swinging his jacket around he was smacking people in the forehead knocking people out and, you know, people are falling over. They're, quote-unquote, slain in the spirit, which is not in the Bible. Um, well, Uzzah, Uzzah did get slain in the spirit, but he died. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah, he got... To quote Justin Peters, he was slain by the spirit. By the spirit. <laughs> you know, but I was exposed to a lot of this. Um, not only did we have people like that come to our church from time to time, um, I went to various revivals that were in and around the Bartlesville area. Uh, lots of really wacko, charismatic stuff. People screaming and and uh doing the whole false tongues thing uh yeah. gibberish that is not real biblical tongues that is gibberish yeah. um i was exposed to it all um i was even um <laughs> i almost said fortunate uh, i'm glad i was exposed to it though so that i can understand and sure. have things to look back on but i was even exposed to a conference at mike bickle's ihop church oh. as a teenager um i went there um, saw and experienced a lot of the same uh, mania, the same hysteria. Um, let's just put it this way. They, no one was exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit, which is uh, self-control. Um, it, it, it's really wacko, insane yeah. stuff, and a lot of it 
is directly uh, related to or directly mimics to things in occultic practices, yeah. things like demonic practices, things like the Kundalini that you will see in Hinduism and e other various uh, world religions. Um, it is not Christian. No, not at all. It is not Christian in the slightest. I so. watched that documentary you told me to watch on Netflix, The Wild Country or Wild. Yes, I yeah, wild, I, haven't wild through, country. I haven't watched the yeah. whole thing, but that that reminds me of like this. Yeah. Yeah, Hindu occultic uh, paganism yeah. is what it is. Um, now, it, and listen, I don't want people to mishear me. Am I saying that every person that attends these events or is involved in these movements is a, an occultic pagan? No. No, I'm not saying that. You but what went, I am you went, saying... You went to one. <laughs> yeah, I did go to one. Uh, I was exposed to it. We went to it actually on a, on a youth trip. Um, yeah. And... Um, you know, anyway, all that to say, move forward several years, I will go through college, do the whole college thing, make a lot of bad decisions, and end up in a, uh, a much larger church, a what, what you would call a seeker-sensitive uh, mega-church-type scenario, church-on-the-move, uh, elevation-type yeah. vibe. And uh, it, it was directly in, a, in agreement, I would say, with a lot of the things I was ex exposed to as a child, but perhaps on a more subdued level. It yeah. was much more, you know, scratching, itching ears type mm -hmm. environment, touchy-feely, what can Christ do for you, for you. type yeah. gospel. Um, really feel good, never talk about sin, never talk about repentance, never talk about the biblical gospel, never talk about taking up your cross daily, suffering for Christ, persecution, um, no real meat of doctrine. Yeah. You know, so uh, and, I'm, and most I'm people sorry are content that, to live there, right? They're right. content to live in living, I don't want living to, on milk. Is I what I call uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> and they don't. I mean, and it's, I'll be. I don't even know if it's milk. <laughs> it, it may be powdered milk. Uh, it like before, be, yeah, it <laughs> it's that concentrate stuff. Yeah, uh, but I it's it's literally. I I I mean, okay. You mentioned Elevation Church, and I want to play. Just this little sure. I gotta and and while you're pulling it up, pulling that up, I'll just kind of finish up here to your original question. Sorry, I didn't mean to drone you're on okay. too long. But to all all that to say, I was exposed to a lot of uh, unbiblical, um, sometimes even occultic mm -hmm. um, uh, stuff growing up as a child and as a teenager and into my young adult years. You asked what pulled me out. And um, the answer is is simple, and and I feel like sometimes kind of disappoints people when I tell them, <laughs> like, did you have some crazy, amazing spiritual uh, experience that just like, blah, your eyes roll? Like, what what caused you to be pulled out of that? Like, how do you know what you know, and, mm -hmm. and this and that? And the answer is very simple. Um, I read scripture. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. Um, God saw fit in his mercy to uh, expose me to some great friendships with some godly young men, uh, yourself included. <laughs> um, uh, really great friends that had a great influence on my life that simply started asking me questions. They simply started pointing me to scripture. Why do you believe what you believe? Yeah. Why do you say it that way? Yep. Uh, what do you believe about Christ's atonement, what he did, who he died for. What does the gospel say about this or that? What is the condition of man? You know, all these things, um, foundational biblical Christian doctrines. 
And I found very quickly that I couldn't answer any of those questions biblically. Yeah. And I found myself think, saying, well, that's just what I've always been taught. Yeah. Or that's what I've always believed. That's what I've heard, that's what from, my the, pastor that's what I've heard from the pulpit. That's what my parents told me, this or that. And yep. unfortunately, I found myself finding that I, um, and this is going to be poor grammar, but <laughs> in the Southwest, we'd say, I knew a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. You know? Um, and that was painful. So to answer your question, how was I pulled out of all of that? By the truth of God's word. It was by reading and studying scripture and being and actually getting very serious uh, about understanding, okay, what does God's word say? What does scripture actually say about all of these foundational Christian doctrines that I thought I understood? Yeah. And just through the reading and study of scripture, God opened my eyes and he opened my mind and my ears and my heart to understand, wow, um, I did not know as much as I thought no. I knew. And it turns out a lot of what I thought I knew and what I grew up with was false doctrine. Yep. So that's a, in a nutshell. So that's so let's, my story. Uh, I could go on for hours. I love it. That's, I want to set the stage with that. So, all right. Um, I, I want to, it's been interesting. We're in the, I think we're, I hope, I hope we're coming on the tail end of COVID-19. I hope. Seems like it. I think we're, it's on an end, ending swipe. But at the beginning of this, there were a whole group of these faith healers yeah. who got on TV and they were led by Kenneth Copeland. And Kenneth Copeland. As always. And Ken, 80-something-year-old <laughs> Kenneth Copeland. Yeah, who, he's 83, I think. 83. I, I 83 think. He's been doing this for... Oh, Goodness. Oh, man, for a long time. So he gets on the stage with... Um, his son-in-law. His son-in-law. In fact, I, I just I think what I want to do before I'm going to set or we'll set it up. If you want to set it up for me, um. yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, just to continue on that topic of recent events and COVID-19. Uh, for those of you who don't know about the show called Cultish, it is a production put out by Apologia Church, um, also uh, Apologia Studios. Um, that's that's kind of their studio label for their productions and stuff. Look up Cultish, and they have an episode pretty recent that's called What is the Word of Faith Movement? I uh, highly recommend you look that up. It, it is on YouTube. It's on anywhere you can find podcasts. But in speaking of recent events, COVID-19, what we need to recognize, and I hope has been made abundantly clear to thousands of people, <clears throat> is that COVID-19, I think, by the grace of God, has only further... Uh, definitively proven how bankrupt all of the these word of faith teachers truly are. Yeah, um, it is further proven what many of us already knew to be true. You know, you have people in the word of faith arena like Kenneth Copeland, like you mentioned, uh, Sean Bowles, uh, Bill Johnson, Chris Vallotton, Benny Hinn, Todd White. And many others, they they claim to speak directly for God, right? Which not is through that's so dangerous. Very dangerous, and not through Scripture, of course, no. but direct revelation. Direct revelation. You know, they essentially claim to channel the Holy Spirit as if He's an entity that can be channeled. Uh, they claim to have the power to decree and declare uh, things into existence. That's words that yeah. you'll use them use often. Uh, Sean Bowles, for example, gave a prophecy recently <laughs> that the coronavirus is just going to die and fade away. And he gave a specific date. By this date, 
It was in March. Uh, guess <laughs> or what? April. Uh, didn't happen. Didn't happen. Actually, didn't got happen. worse. Uh, Rodney Howard Brown made a decree, in his words, uh, that the entire state of Florida would not be touched by the COVID virus. The question could be asked. Really? Uh, I mean, if you have the authority to decree such a thing, an effectual decree on behalf of God, why not do it for the whole country? Why not for the whole world? And his excuse says, well, I'm just doing what I'm responsible for, right? You know? So so aside from that, I'm sorry, I'm almost done. Aside from that, you have, uh, regarding all of these teachers and what they used to say, and what COVID-19 has revealed about them, their true colors, their healing rooms are shutting down. Yeah. Their prayer rooms are shutting down. Their services are shutting down. Their social distancing. And they reveal that they're hypocrites. They're unwilling, or I'm sorry, they are willing to completely abandon all of their unbiblical word of faith. My words have power. I can decree things. They're willing to abandon all of that. They're declaring of health and wealth because of COVID-19. Why is that? Because they realize that they have no power. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not only, they got nothing. And I mean, I'd argue that they, I mean, many of them, they, they know all along they have no power. They, they do not, they cannot do the same, the things they say they can do. They cannot decree and declare anything into existence. They do not have power over the weather. Um, they can't do these things. And this virus has caused them to show their true colors. Yeah. They, they got, I mean, they, and they, they're, they're, they're held up by the millions of people who support their ministries. Yep. Little old ladies who sit and they crochet and they look at that TV and they're like, yep. well, he's a young, I like that guy. I like that guy. Yep. And so I'm going to send him a check. Send him some money because he's doing the work of the Lord, he's right? He's doing the Lord's work and I want to help that. And God bless these ladies and men who do this because I'm, genuinely they may very well believe that these guys are trying to do the right thing and they, just, and they want in. And I just, I'm like... It's very sad. I, it is. I'm trying to get this. I'm thing. sorry. Get to what you were. I want to. I want to play because so Kenneth Copeland was in a room, and I'm just trying to get this thing. So he's in this room with his son-in-law and several uh, several other people. Yeah. And they're and they're social distancing. They're in the room. And there's it's got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of seats that are completely empty. Praise God. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. But they're completely yeah. empty, and he he like all of a sudden like he, he moves in this. This you know, real quick motion, and he, towards his son-in-law or whoever this guy is, yeah, and, and starts to just pray. I'm gonna pray for, oh, and I yeah. can't get this thing to pull up and play. It's making me mad. But he, he uh, I'm sure many of you have seen the clips that he's referring to. The clips of Kenneth Copeland, Copeland uh, screaming like a lunatic. Um, I mean, it's it's true buffoonery. Um, just declaring that the coronavirus. Oh, oh here it is. Oh, here it is. Standing in the office of the prophet of God. There are no prophets I today. I execute judgment on you, COVID-19. Oh, that much. I oh, execute but, judgment but, 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 on you, false tongues. You destroyer, you killer, you get out, you break your power, you get off this nation. I demand judgment it, it, it on it you. Just looks, I it demand, looks terrifying. I Oh boy! Now we wait, 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 
He just said, I'm, I'm, I'm casting it out, but now he's saying I need a vaccination. Right. Wait, what? <laughs> See, that's what's injury. What do we need? And there's more he's than not, one of these He's videos, not following the skip. The, but, the skit or the yeah, script. He's not following the script at all because <laughs> in this video, as well as other videos that he came out with, first he says he, he declares that the virus is defeated, that it is dead in Jesus' name, that it is utterly destroyed. And then immediately after, he commands a vaccine to come into existence today. I believe that was his actual words, today. Now, why do we need a vaccine if you've already if destroyed it? you've already it? destroyed it. You said it was destroyed. And he called for a heat wave heat from wave. the south to come and destroy it. Guys, this is buffoonery. And it sounded, that, that the whole idea of having, it's a cult, when he starts praying specific things yeah and they repeat after they him. start repeating yeah it sounds like a cultic ritual it did COVID-19 COVID-19 and and so yeah and if you look up the, if you just put in COVID-19 Kenneth Copeland remix oh you'll there are find some it glorious great hip-hop <laughs> remixes yeah they thing. mixed it up but it's it's like I was saying it, it reveals their true colors doesn't it because mm -hmm. what's so funny it, you can't find this clip everywhere I kind of had to track it down but at the beginning of one of these videos, it actually showed Kenneth Copeland and they're, they're meeting up for their cultic ritual, as it were, and one of them reaches out to, to pat Kenneth Copeland on the back, right? Just kind of like a, hey, brother, how you doing? And Kenneth, he, he pulls away from the guy. He jerks away. He goes, oh, now, now don't touch me now. Don't, don't, don't you touch me or, or I'm going to have to. <laughs> he makes some joke about it. But... I'm sorry, why are you worried? I, I thought you had the the sovereign, power. effectual, decorative power to destroy this thing and that if you have enough faith, this is what they teach, that you should never be sick. So why are you worried about your son-in-law touching you on the shoulder? Yep. They're social distancing. This is It's, it's hypocritical, It's very folks. hypocritical. So I, was, I wanted to find your notes in here. Uh, you made some notes for today's show, which... Historically, I'm not a note guy for show. I just fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> I, but we I know. Do it. We have amazing notes here. Like, you've done a really great job of show prep, and so I love that. Um, I, I wanted to talk about. Um, oh, here we go. I wanted to break down examples, your examples of um, just sort of kind of what they, what they teach and what they believe about yeah. sicknesses. About, sure. I mean, since we're talking about COVID 19, we're talking about this and what they believe about being sick. If you're sick, right. if, you're, if you're ill, you, this is what they teach, this is what they believe in the Word of Faith movement. If you're sick, you are the problem. Yep. It is your faith that is the root of the problem. And if you are not healed, it's because you do not have enough faith. And I have heard that trash myself. Time and time again. Yep. I have heard that from people that had cancer who have had all the sicknesses and they, they either get sicker or they die and they say well your your faith is just yeah. not strong enough if to... only if only they had had enough faith you know um no and this is something we're going to talk about probably multiple times throughout this this program there is in this movement in their theology if you want to even call it theology mm -hmm. there is no concept zero concept of the sovereignty of God. No. None. None. Uh, there is no, God is not in control over this earth. He is not in control over your sicknesses. It is you, it is your faith, and it is Satan 
who is in control of all these things. Not God. Okay. God is not sovereign. So I just wanted now, to touch uh, on that. Because you're going to have a devil's advocate. That's, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. You're going to have somebody that says, well, how do you, where do they teach that? Where do they teach that? Uh, where is that taught? Because I, I listen to, to Stephen Furtick, and Stephen <laughs> Furtick doesn't say anything like that. You're right. <laughs> sure. You're right. Stephen Furtick says that Jesus broke the law. Because he loved us. Yeah, which means that God sinned, by the way. Um, God does not break the law. God's law is perfect. God, <laughs> it's a ridiculous statement. It is an incredibly um, ridiculous statement. No. Uh, what was your question? If, if someone's asking me, well, how do you Somebody know, says, why is God sovereign? Yeah, or, or no, well, the question is, I've never, because you, you said this is Satan who's in charge, that mm -hmm. they believe that Satan is in charge. How do you, where do you, because you're going to have somebody that says, "Oh, how do not, I know they teach yeah, that?" That's not true. They, we don't believe that. We, don't oh, believe, we know that Jesus is in charge. Right. Oh, there, there's that back to this whole. Would they use a yeah. lot of the same language? Right. That we use. Right. Right. Um, well, there, there's many different examples of that. Um, I mean, you can easily find direct quotes. I recommend that all of you um, also go out in, on YouTube and search uh, Justin Peters' "Clouds Without Water." If you find, if you search that specifically, you will find a four-part series from about a year ago, and he fleshes all this out. Uh, but yes, there are specific examples from uh, most of, if not all, of these Word of Faith teachers where they attribute great, great power to Satan and not God. They, you'll hear it all the time in the way they pray. Uh, they rebuke Satan. They bind Satan in the name of Jesus. Which, they, can he just they right. They, they declare that Satan is the one that brings forth disease, that he causes disease. Uh, they will say that if anything bad is happening to you, um, or subjective bad, I mean, bad is a subjective word, right? Sure. If anything bad is happening to you, it's either your faith or it's just the enemy attacking you. Um, it's, it's never in control um, uh, by God. Uh, this is a common... Thing that they teach. In fact, that's part of their teaching on the fall. Um, okay. One of their main doctrines uh, is that after the fall, we as the humanity took on Satan's nature, um, and furthermore, we forfeited our deity. And yes, wait, we, wait, wait, we forfeited our forfeited our deity. We're gods. Yes, you heard me right, and that is also branching off of the little gods little doctrine. Gods. Yeah. Um, they teach fundamentally the same thing that was taught by New Thought and New Age teachers, and that is effectively that we are all deities by nature. We are little gods. And yes, that we are, <laughs> you can directly quote this from Creflo Dollar, uh, Benny Hinn, uh, Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland, Copeland. Yep. Chris Vallotton, and Bill Johnson, if you want a couple uh, more modern examples. Jesse they, they all teach this. Todd White as well. Um, yeah. many of them. So this all ties into the little God's doctrine. And so at the fall, so we if you, lost... And if you believe, I think they genuinely probably do believe that. Many of them do, Because I they're treated... I watched a video of T.D. Jakes. Mm -hmm. Somebody posted, I sent it to you, I think, yep. where he's, he's backstage and he's walking to go to the sermon, go to the service, go do the... Oh, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And as he's walking, the hall... Is literally lined with people, just reaching, clamoring yeah, to touch him, just touching him. And yeah. and when he prays over them, these people lose their 
minds. Yeah. So it kind of reminded yeah. me of how people treat the Pope and, mm-hmm. and how, you know. Yep, sure. And that these people believe that they're actually physically being touched by a God. Yeah. And yeah. it is stunning to me as I watch it's, a, it's like a 15 20 minute video right where he's walking through yeah, this it was corridor pretty disturbing hallway and it was very disturbing to watch how they just clambered over this guy yeah and once again I go back to the reason these charlatans have the power is because people who don't care to study people who don't care anything about the scriptures mm-hmm. prop them up yeah. and let them yeah. do these things well and they they also do it they being the people who are deceived by them they also do it because most of these teachers, all of them really, are scratching, itching ears. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're doing exactly what the things. scripture describes. They are. When you hear Creflo Dollar declare to you, you are God's little G. You are a little God. When God produced after his own kind, he made God's. Those are that's a that's a direct quote, people. Yeah. So they're scratching, itching ears. That's why people submit it's to this narcissistic to the core. Yeah, they're they're hearing what they want to hear. Um, they're don't they're we being all told be rich? you can create whatever you want with your create words. Wealth, create. Your words have power. You can have health. You can have wealth, and that's that's what's so dark and evil about this um, this teaching and this doctrine is because. It appeals to what your selfish the, nature. The the two most basic, uh, two of the most basic human needs and desires, and that's what to be healthy, healthy and wealthy, and to be wealthy. And, and <clears throat> when I when I see, so you see these big wigs, these big preachers have these giant houses, and you say, and they 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 pull out this. You can have this too. Yep. It's this. It's the same kind of crazy pyramid right. scheme that there's so many women that get involved in pyramid. You know, here we go. My, I'm, I'm pushing. The, you know, because there's <laughs> ladies jumping on the pyramid scheme. I can get rich doing this. No, the, the herbal life. No, you can't get rich doing this. The lady that's on top of the pyramid gets rich. You're the guy on the bottom. Yep. There's a guy on right. top. That this preacher's the guy on top. He's got the giant house. He's got the television. He's got the, the gold studio. He's got all these things. And he says, "Listen, I did all this. I'm." And they're very entrepreneurial. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're they're oh they're geniuses of, of entrepreneurship. Oh man, no doubt. And, and this is where I wouldn't have a problem. I don't have a problem with Tony Robbins. Because Tony Robbins doesn't say he's a gospel preacher. Yeah. He says up He knows front, exactly what he's doing. I'm a motivational speaker, yeah. and that's what I do. And I'm like, okay. Huh. You're paid to scratch itching ears. Then I can I can get on board and, with that. Offer, I, I mean, he, you know, he offers, I'm sure, some, some great encouragement. He may have some... Some, oh, I, some good advice here and there. There I, are some things. You that, know, I've never listened to him in detail, but I like you them. said, he's not claiming to be he's not a, a teacher of the word of he God. He says that he's a Christian, but yeah. I struggle with that as well because he also mixes in Hinduism and all this other stuff. I would bet he's a fan of all the people oh, we're I'm talking sure he is. about tonight. <laughs> I'm sure he is. And I, I never, I'll never forget, I went to a the first event that the BOK Center ever held was mm-hmm. a giant motivational speaker event oh boy and i i went because i just i was like okay cool. it was free didn't cost a dime but the, well here's how they get you when you get in they're master salesmen and they that gets you going stroke, stroke, stroke a check out stroke a check and people start stroking checks out i saw sig ziggler mm-hmm. i saw 
Robert Schuler. Yeah. <laughs> He's yep. Um, those kind of guy and and everything that they pushed out mm-hmm. was a motivational speaker type positive thing. Positive thinking can change mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. It, positive that, affirmation. Yeah, right? all that is. Yep. And then at the end of it, Jesus is good. Yeah. You need to put Jesus in your life. Just just like a little uh a little zinger at the a, end. A little cherry on top yeah. of the whipped cream. At the end yeah. of and people like and, and all my I had Christian brothers and sisters that I believe are genuinely followers of Christ go, Well that was great. And I was just yeah. like Right. Uh yeah. Which that's you raise up another really great point just in that story is that's another fundamental uh, error within this uh, movement within this teaching is that Jesus is simply a little little the icing of the cake mm-hmm. uh, the cherry on it's top of the whipped cream means to an end that's what I was getting to he is a means to uh, achieve or accomplish or receive or insert word here you know he is a means to accomplish whatever you want to accomplish it's all about you and that's the error is it is fundamentally man-centered it is very not god-centered i listened to a lady she was she said i can't remember her name for the life of me but it was one of these prosperity gospel ladies Mm -hmm. and she said i view jesus sort of kind of like the genie from aladdin Oh, that was uh, Bill Johnson's daughter. Was yeah. it? Okay. Yep. I, I, yep. I view I view Jesus as a genie from like Aladdin. Mm-hmm. And I just I rub my Bible just, and, and I, or however. Just, ru- just rub that Bible just right and I can, you can have whatever, whatever you, you want. want. Yeah. And, and furthermore, they even ah. went on to confirm that they have seen the Holy Spirit and he is blue. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, further, Aladdin. Even, it's even closer to the genie of Aladdin. <laughs> You know, I, I mean, guys, this is ludicrous. Uh, uh, to quote Justin Peters, I mentioned him earlier, for a lot of these things, a little common sense goes a long way. It, it truly does. Um, and and b- before I forget, to get back to what you said yep. earlier, you know, regarding God's sovereignty and, yep. and Satan and those things, uh, this is directly tied to their teaching on the fall, guys. When yeah. when we when the fall happened, we took on Satan's nature. Now this is extremely abbreviated. I'm I'm not going into great detail here, but you, watch those Justin Peters videos. We took on Satan's nature. We forfeited our deity because we are little gods, and um, furthermore, that uh, legally made Satan the god of this earth, fully in sovereign control of this earth. And therefore, God has no authority over this earth. He actually gave up his legal right to this earth. What? Um, and that is what they teach. Absolutely. That is what they teach. Uh, so to add on to that, um, what this leads to is not only the demotion of God, but the deification of man and man's power. Because guess what happens in their theology when you get saved? You get your godhood back. So why, do because, I even need, why do I even need to be saved? So you can if be I'm a god. god I, I'm a, if I am a god, yep. No, but you lost it, and oh, you got to get it back. Then I'm a crummy god. I know. I know. <laughs> then see, I these, am these a are rooted god. Uh, again to go back to the roots of these things. These are rooted in the metaphysical cults. Uh, they're rooted in the late 18 to early 1900s, the New Thought and New Age movement. Uh, you have people like uh, Phineas uh, Quimby, 
uh, he could be considered the uh, great-grandfather of okay. the Word of Faith movement. Okay, uh, He was a student of occultism, uh, hypnosis, and parapsychology. Just to give you, wow. you know, a few things that he was involved in. Uh, wow. Furthermore, his teachings, Quimby, they served as a foundation for what is known today as Christian science. Oh. Um, so Mary Baker Eddy, yep. Yep. Uh, the Mary creator Baker. of that religion, got a lot of her teachings from Quimby and just further tweaked them, tweaked a, little them bit a little bit for her teachings. And then after Quimby, you have the what could be considered the grandfather of the Word of Faith movement, which would be Essex W. Kenyon. Um, and then after him, you have the um, father of the what we would call the modern Word of Faith movement, which is Kenneth Hagin. Just go to YouTube and look up Kenneth Hagin uh, laughing, uh, shaking revival, I, I think is what it's called. That entire thing, it's just um, that thousands of people literally laughing and screaming. Screaming, shaking maniacally. I mean, it's, it's demonic. Is, it is demonic. Is what I'm firmly convinced of. Um, and then, guess who Kenneth Hagin's uh, young Padawan Jedi was? Who? Kenneth Copeland. Ah, so you, it goes down from the line, and this you see how the roots and the history of this is firmly rooted in roots and history that is not at all Christian. It is New Age, New Thought, um, mysticism, uh, occultic in nature. So let's 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 hit another topic here, okay? Because this is one that um, a lot of people are on board with right now. I'm going to pull two names off our list here, okay? Stephen Furtick. Beth Moore. Yep. <laughs> uh, Stephen Furtick is all over the internet. Uh, he's got a, he's got a really good buddy down in Tulsa at Transformation Church. Todd, uh, Michael Todd, yeah, Michael Todd, mm -hmm. big, strong, yep. boisterous voice, charismatic guy. Yep. Filled with, I mean, and here's the thing I think is interesting. These churches are throwing millions of dollars out and paying people's bills off. Because yep. this is what I've been told. Well, Caleb, they're doing great things. These churches are paying people's medical bills off. They're 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 paying mortgages off. They're giving money away like crazy. That's what the church are is supposed they? to do. Show me the proof of that. Show me actual actual firsthand uh, testimonies of that. But here here's the thing. Even if they were doing that, is that the gospel? Exactly. Are they getting the gospel? Are they preaching the gospel? We we mix up we mix up the actual gospel for the social gospel. The social gospel is not the biblical gospel. Now, it's not a bad thing to pay off somebody's medical bills. I think that's great. That's yeah, nice. sure. Awesome. Wonderful. But that is not the biblical gospel. That is a social gospel. And we've right. replaced the, 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 the actual biblical gospel that I am a wretch, I am wicked, and I deserve the wrath of God. And Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost Right. with, well, we're going to pay off your medical bills. Praise God. Hey, and, hey, and, people, and you know what? Jesus loves you. But then, I, I, I've heard countless stories like that, right? You have too, I'm sure, where people, you know, they, somebody does a wonderful thing for them. And, and I'm not going to deny that it was... That is nice. It was, it was nice. Super it, nice. It was really gracious and, and what great hospitality and this and that. But guess what? Then they were never given the gospel. Nope. They don't understand the gospel. I've talked to people who have said, oh, I just love Jesus, you know. And Todd White is, is an example that comes to mind. And he's mm -hmm. talking about the, uh, what, what was the slang term they gave it? Like the, the gift gospel or 
Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I forget what it was, but Todd White's do something describing this very same thing. Man, like, they gave me money, man. They, they gave me a guitar, and now I'm using this guitar to make money and and uh, record songs. And they got me off off of the street. They played my paid my electric bill. And, man, you're doing the gospel. That's a quote from Todd White. He said, dude, you're doing the gospel. Yeah. And... Maybe they called it the action gospel. I forget what, what name they put on yeah. it. But I think you understand the point. The point is, we're Back doing to why did all, you come these, to Christ? all these nice, good things for people. What was the purpose of coming to Jesus in the first place? Right. Was right. it because I was a wretch did and you understood that I broke, I broke God's law and that yeah. I deserve God's wrath? Or was it, I got something? Yeah. I, I and this is another. Yeah, again, back to that. What can Jesus, what do, can for Jesus you? do for you? Gospel. Yeah, and guys, that's, that's the social not, gospel. That's that is not, not the gospel. Exactly. That is not the gospel. Um, it, you know, you see Todd White. Uh, not to focus on him too much, but you see him on the street in hundreds of these videos, mm-hmm. and he's just and saying, they're well done. He's saying things like, "God's so impressed with you." God, God, Jesus loves you so much. He just, he's just crazy about he's you. Got a picture he, of you in his he can't live without you. This and that, and then he pretends to lengthen them their leg. That's a whole nother story, and it is oh, pretend. It's pretend. It is an act. It's an act. It is fake, and it's been proven to be fake time and time again. My favorite thing is what he's but in he the never gives people the gospel. No, ever, never. He'll be the sitting actual in the middle, gospel. He'll be sitting in the middle of a conversation with somebody, and he'll be like. You know, brother, and he'll reach over and touch the back. Right. He'll be like, God just told me that your fourth vertebrae on the left side of your back is, is kinked up. And you, it, Did you have problems when you were a kid? Well, yeah. Well, yeah, sure. And they always <laughs> and they always say yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course I did. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna, here's what, Jesus is going to heal you right now, man. Right. Jesus right. is going to heal you right this second. Right. Watch this. In the name of Jesus, I pray, and he'll pray this thing, and you go, does he? Did you feel a tingling? Do, do you feel better? Does your back feel better? Yeah. Well, they always say yes. Goodness, yeah. Do you feel a tingling? This is subjectivity, guys. It's subjective. And then he'll be like, like Jesus did that for you. Don't you think you ought to give your life to him? Right. Why am I giving my life but, to Christ? But then he may not even tell them that. You'll see clips and videos. And, and Todd White's not alone in this, okay? Several of the others will do things that are similar to this. Paula White, for example. Uh, um, you'll see things like this from... Uh, T.D. Jakes, you know, uh, Todd Bentley is a wacko one. I'm yep. convinced he's uh, uh, possessed by a demon. Um, many of these other names, you know, and it, it he'll follow it up with saying things like, you know what, Jesus thinks you're amazing. You're so amazing. Jesus, he just can't live without you. Don't you want to live with him? You know, but there's, again, like you said, such a mess. folks, you cannot, I, I love this quote from a great teacher called Steve Lawson. Look it up. He said, you cannot fully understand the good news unless you understand the bad news. Absolutely. You need Christ. You need to come to Christ because you're a sinner. You need to come to Christ and repent of your sin, turn from your sin, turn to Christ and trust alone in him, in him alone. and his finished work on the cross, Period. his propitiation for your sins, his finished work. When he bowed his head and said, it is finished, it was finished. Done. It is not all these fanciful works and so-called 
psychological miracles, psychosomatic healings that aren't real. There's never any follow-up. There's never, never medical records. There's never verification with doctors. Nothing. In fact, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stories to the contrary, where people come out and say, yeah, I was supposed to be healed by this person. They said I was healed, but, but I, I I'm not. I still have cancer. And I stopped doing my chemotherapy and, and I stopped I, I doing pr this, pretty much taking die. my medicine, these other things, and now I don't I don't know if I'm going to die or not. My, I heard John MacArthur say this one time. <laughs> John MacArthur was talking about Benny Hinn. And, and I want to get to, to uh, Beth Moore in a second, but I, yeah, I sure. want to just real quick. John MacArthur said that he, he said, I'll never forget listening on a radio program to a guy talking about Benny Hinn and said, you know, he said, we're going to have this crusade somewhere in California. We're going to have this crusade. You bring, we're going to bring dead people to life. Yeah, right. This right. guy took his dead baby, packed his dead baby in ice. Oh, man. Drove his dead baby in ice to the conference and he was, his, Benny Hinn's goons threw him out. Oh yeah, of course they did. Because yeah, that's well documented. They they don't let truly visibly sick people ever come to the front. And Justin Peters, the guy I mentioned earlier, he's a he's a direct recipient of that as well, because he's got cerebral palsy. He tries to walk up to the front. He's on crutches. He cannot walk without his crutches, and they turned him away. They said, "Sir, just please step aside and and pray for your healing." But you have people in the back. With literally dying children in their arms. Yep. People on breathing machines. Yep. On other technology, keeping them alive, coming, hoping to receive their, hoping healing, to get their healing from Benny Hinn or from Bill Johnson or Kenneth Copeland or any of these other Word of Faith teachers, and they went home sad and probably with their wallet a little lighter. A little lighter. And they gave their best offering. Oh, they did. Okay, so I want to because this is the, this I think this is probably the biggest one that I, that people are struggling with on this page, Beth Moore. Why okay, is yep. Beth Moore on this list, Caleb? So Beth Moore, um, did you want to start or no? Go ahead. Okay, so Beth Moore, um, I do want to make it clear, uh, Beth Moore is not uh, necessarily on the same level nope. um, as these other teachers that would be considered a part of the mainstream Word of Faith movement. Um, she is not as um, blatantly heretical as they are. Um, so I, I want to get that out there and just say that I'm not demonizing her no. um, and calling her out as a heretic the same way I am the other people. He, and I'll, I'll, um, let me, let me, I went to a marriage conference that one time where mm. she was one of, it was a satellite, beam it in, and it was, it was her, yeah. uh, and there were several other, like, good Marriage, I mean, that's their niche, is the marriage folks. Uh, Josh yep. McDowell uh, and just those kind of guys. Oh, yeah, apologists. Uh, apologists yep. that are good. I mean, they're good at, at apologists, but they're also good at marriage. And I remember her standing on the on the stage because her, her claim to fame, or how she got her start was a women's Bible study. Yeah. Like, that's how she, the Houston women's Bible study. And that was that's how she got her thing. And... I I was okay with her. Like my wife used to listen to her in her ladies Bible studies, and I was yep. totally fine with her for a season. And I listened to her teach and say certain things. Where I'm like, yeah, yes or amen. Okay, all right, right. I can I can get on board with that. Right. And I remember I'll distinct. I'll never forget this as as that event we were at. She goes, I really am nervous and I struggle with this because I shouldn't be preaching to men. 
because she doesn't struggle with that anymore. Not anymore. But she did. <laughs> there was a season where that was. She's like, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. I should be. I, my thing is women. I should. And so she goes. So guys, you can listen, but I'm talking to the ladies today. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I can get on board with this. I, I could. I could be okay with this. Yep. And then she starts hanging out with Joyce Meyer. Joyce Meyer. Yep. She starts hanging out with all these Word of Faith people. Uh, Christine, Christine Kane, uh, multiple other people from Hillsong, uh, those, uh, people from places like Elevation. Yep. And she slowly but surely gets infected. She does. Right? But here's the thing. People need to understand, because a lot of people say, well, she used to be great. She used to be solid. Used Guys, to. look, I've done the research, and I I have tracked back. There, there are pages out there that have that have documented this well. She has had dangerous theology mm-hmm. since since the mid-90s, yep. um, as, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Okay? Um, so the, the issues with Beth Moore, like I said, are not as um, blatantly uh, just blasphemous as the Word of Faith people. However, Beth Moore has a variety of issues. She is rubbing shoulders and becoming very friendly and buddy-buddy with Word of Faith and Prosperity Teachers. We yeah, already big time. We already touched on that. Because of that, I have seen that her language has been infected. Yeah. She has been using terminology like using faith-filled words, you know, calling this or that into, into existence. existence. Um, this and th- she has used their same language, so that's concerning. Number two is that Beth Moore, on many many occasions, claims to hear directly from God. So yep. we have the situation where she's claiming the same thing they claim, but in a different way, with a little Baptist uh, twist she's grown up to in a Southern it, you know? Baptist church, so she, she knows. She knows the language to use. She's yep. Southern Baptist, you yep. know. And, so that's, and, and that's the reason so she, many people are like, wait a minute, Caleb, she's one yeah, of us. She's, she's a Baptist. She's Baptist. And I do not care. No, yeah, she, care. she on many occasions, you can look it up on YouTube, primary sources right from her mouth. She claims to get direct divine revelation, revelation. from God outside of scripture and that is not good we hear from God through his scripture we understand what God wants what he says, what he demands, what he commands who he is what he desires from us from scripture Um, so that's that's another issue hearing directly from God and thirdly and this is one of the most serious is that she is very um, how to put it I do not have a problem with her teaching women in some capacity. Sure. But the problem is many of her teachings that I have seen, she misuses and misapplies and confuses Scripture. Yeah. What do I mean? Um, she has very bad hermeneutics. Yep. Um, she does not uh, properly interpret Scripture. For instance, she takes Scriptures from the Old Testament that are not necessarily doctrinal, and there is doctrine in the Old Testament. Don't don't let me right. don't confuse what I'm saying. She will take scriptures that are um, narrative scripture that are descriptive, for instance, and she makes them prescriptive. Like for instance, she'll take something that like happened to Joshua or happened to Moses or happened to Ezekiel and say, see, you're just like that. So you need to... Oh, so I become the... You you become the hero of the, the story, of so the to speak, which is very similar to what Stephen Furtick does. Yep. Stephen Furtick is a lot worse. Oh, a lot worried. worse. Many levels above her. But 
she does the same thing. She misapplies scripture. She makes a lot of scriptures about you that are not about you. Nope. They're about God. They're about Christ. They're about his character. Hey, just they're so about you guys Christ. know, the or Bible about is the... about Jesus. Yes, right. The Bible's not um, about Caleb. The Bible's not about Zach. Right. Now, <laughs> are there things that can help Zach and Caleb in the scriptures? Absolutely. But I am not the point of the Bible. Yeah. Zach you are, is you not, are the not the center of the scripture. It's Christ. And uh, the problem is at Beth Moore, many, many times she makes herself or you the center of scriptures of which you are not the center. Um, yeah. So there, there's a lot of misapplication going on, a lot of misinterpretation, misunderstanding of scripture. And it ends up, unfortunately, with a lot of twisting going on. And she... She claims things over people and over herself that she simply does not have the right to claim. Furthermore, there's been, this is the last thing, I'm sorry, there's been a severe backing off from her from historic Christian biblical doctrines. Yeah. One example, she, in her most recent edition of one of her most popular books, she had a whole section about homosexuality. Oh, really? About sexual sin, not how just was, homosexuality. Yes. And okay. she had a, a section, and I read it. I read it word for word. And not just homosexuality, but sexual sin in general. Sexual sin in general, okay. I read the section. Everything she said, I was like, man, I'm on board. I agree with that. There is free. She spoke of freedom in Christ. She spoke of true repentance. She spoke of people that can be freed from sexual sin, especially homosexuality, that... It is sin, first off. she I mean, she everything she was saying was biblical in nature, and I would agree with. I was yeah. like, huh, very interesting. Yep. I agree with Beth Moore on something. But she has also been rubbing shoulders and becoming very friendly with people in various uh, denominations. I'm using air quotes here <laughs> that are very liberal, yeah. that have become very leftist, that are very affirming of LGBTQ a, B, S, T, F, T, um, lifestyle. Um, she's rubbing shoulders and becoming very friendly with them. She is moving slowly to the left. And in her most recent edition of this particular book, she removed that oh. entire section How convenient. on sexual sin did and God, homosexuality. Did God reveal something from, new to her? Yes, he she, did actually. He, he spoke to her, huh? She actually came out and yeah. she said that, I felt that what I said this is her exact words. I'm quoting it. Yes, I remember it. I read it. <laughs> she said, I felt that my words overstepped the bounds of Scripture. But here's the problem. She contradicts herself because she claims to hear directly from God outside God of Scripture. Make a mistake? So what's the problem exactly with speaking outside the bounds of Scripture? She already does that anyway. She does it already. And number two, everything that she had said in the previous edition of the book lined up with scripture. It really did. Yeah. So what exactly does she think is now outside the bounds of scripture? It's it's very concerning and it's very disturbing. Um, there There's a host of other things that she has said and done and mm. tweeted apart from her blatant disobedience now in uh, preaching to men, preaching in open church services that is not permitted in the church of God. It is... Uh, you're such uh, a narrow-minded person. You know, I'm just saying what Scripture says. Oh, man. does you know? the Bible say that? Um, it oh, does. Wait, it does. It really does. Um, and there are reasons for that. There is a design. Um, there is an order to things. That and it's God not because has... God hates women. No, uh, God it is created not. women. <laughs> it is not. And uh, we, we don't have time to go into the, the doctrine of the church today, but 
guys, I, I, for those reasons and others that we can't even go into right now, uh, I would not recommend Beth Moore to anyone. Nope. To anyone as a sound teacher. We've she stopped. Not. Our church, we've stopped doing anything with Beth Moore. Um, I, I just, I no longer, I'm okay with that. And I just, we just don't. Yep. So I guess as we end up here, we've been going an hour now. And I, what's the answer? What's the answer to, to, to understanding this? I mean, and the simple answer, I guess, would be this. Understand and read this. You, you have to ask the, ask the Holy Spirit to, to enlighten, and I hate to use that even that terminology, as you read the Scriptures. Yeah. Read the Scriptures and ask yeah. the Holy Spirit to do the enlightening. Do right. the, the, let the Holy Spirit do the work. Yeah. As you read the text, faith cometh by... Hearing, hearing and, and hearing, hearing by, by the, the word, word of Christ. Christ. Yeah. Period. That's it. People say, well, how, how do I gain more knowledge? Read, read the God's Bible. word. <laughs> read the scriptures. Read <laughs> That's where faith comes from. You want, you, you want, oh, you have a faith that shakes mountains. Okay, I'm all for you having faith that shakes mountains. But here's, where do you get that faith from? Reading the Bible. Faith yeah. comes by hearing right. the word of God. <laughs> read the word of God. Get under proper biblical teaching. Right. And, and I, the question has to be asked, what is proper biblical teaching, right? Um, and the answer put simply is, if you are under preaching and the pastor, who is a man ordained by God, <laughs> ordained by the church, um, if he is not preaching through scripture, verse by verse, yep. if he is not explaining the text to you, verse by verse, in context, not jumping all over the scripture, back and forth, all around <coughs> to try and prove a point or to push an agenda or anything like that. If he's not preaching, uh, it's called expository preaching. If he is not doing that and working through the word of God, explaining to you what it means in context, explaining how to apply it to your life, what it tells us about God, what it tells you about man, what we should do in response. What's our response? Repentance. Application. <laughs> if he's not doing that, simply preaching the word of God and doing so faithfully and consistently, not contradicting himself, then you should not be under his teaching. Absolutely not. You should not be under their teaching. The gospel is... <laughs> the gospel... Oh, goodness. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation, guys. Romans 1. And if he's not preaching the gospel, then Paul tells us in Galatians that he's preaching another gospel. And he, and he uses, he'll go, in Galatians, he goes as far, if it's another gospel, anathema, which yeah. is, let him let be him anathema. Be, let, him, let him be cursed, let him be damned. Yeah. Like, that's how strong Paul says this. Right. And it, it is a dangerous ground to teach another gospel. And right. the prosperity gospel, the word of faith gospel, is not a gospel, a right. biblical gospel. Yeah. It is a man-centered, narcissistic, come to Jesus and you get something yeah. gospel. This is a man-centered gospel that says, come to Jesus so that. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Better marriage. And. Fatter bank account. Better finances. Right. Yeah. Know your problems. Better job. Yeah. You know, better relationship. You name it. Better anything. But listen, guys, there is no so that <laughs> okay unless the question of course the the sentence ends so that you can be forgiven for your sins the gospel is that god almighty 
saw fit to condescend, take on human flesh. His name is Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, the God-man, truly God, truly man. Truly, yeah. He came, he lived a perfect life that you and I could never, ever, ever live. He obeyed the law of God perfectly. He fulfilled it. He died on the cross. He took on the wrath of God. He propitiated the wrath of God for for me for my sin for, for my the, sin he took the wrath of god and absorbed it took the punishment he bled and died for the sins of all those who would ever believe upon him and he did not stay dead he died physically not spiritually as the word of faith teachers will say yeah. he died and he came back to life he raised from the dead on the third day and when he did that he accomplished salvation for his people. When he bowed his head on the cross, he said, it is finished. What was finished? Justification, declaring righteousness for those who are his sheep, and redemption. Yeah. That means reconciling his people back to God, putting them in a right relationship with God, so that his wrath no longer abides upon them as it should. I deserve the wrath of God. Yep. You deserve the wrath of God. Christ took that wrath upon himself. Paul says he became a curse for us. Mm. That's the gospel. Christ came, he lived, he died, and he rose again. And right now he's seated at the right Right hand of God, on the throne of God, and he's interceding for his sheep. And one day he will return and he will judge the living and the dead. Therefore, Jesus said, repent, 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 for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, turn from your sin, and trust alone in Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and the only person in which there is salvation. Amen. Amen. Boom, that's it. That's the answer, guys. You want to know the answer? Zach just gave you the answer. All right. You, if you've stuck with us for an hour and five minutes, awesome. Thank you. We appreciate you. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, guys, look into these doctrines. Please. Study them greatly. Look up the names that I gave you. Justin Peters, Clouds Without Water. Uh, Look up the cultish show, the episode on the Word of Faith movement. Guys, do your research, and most of all, read the scriptures. Amen. Caleb, thank you for having me, brother. Yeah, glad you were here today. Thanks for for being a part of this. Um, Love making this. I I just hope that somebody is encouraged by this. Yeah. Yeah. If there's a good response, are we going to do a part two? We'll do a part two. Follow up? I think so. Yeah, we'll do a part two. All right, guys. We're going to... We're going to let you go at this point. Love y'all.